Welcome to Extraterrestrial Reality. Well, uh, we have now a connection between the writer of that hit piece in The Intercept, uh, Ken Klippenstein, and also the Pentagon. Uh, we He actually admitted it, that uh, he actually received his, his sources on this, was people from the intelligence community and also the Department of Defense. Uh, they sicked him onto uh, David Grush in an effort. They told him where to go. And uh, so that's how this all went down. Basically, Klippenstein is just a, was a, served as a useful idiot. This guy has no idea. He doesn't care about UFOs, never studied it. He even admitted that. Uh, basically, this was a designed hit piece orchestrated by people within the government. And all Klippenstein was just a tool, basically like Mongo and Blazing Saddles. Mongo only pawn in game of life that's all Klippenstein is that guy's just out for he doesn't care who he hurts he wrote a terrible article there was no balance in it whatsoever uh he had terrible excuses of why that was the case didn't make any sense but uh that's beside the point Klippenstein was just a tool used by the government and also Klippenstein does have connections to people uh within the government including his father who apparently uh did some work with the Department of Energy and the Department of Energy, uh, as has been reported in the past by different uh, uh, UFO researchers, that's a group that has been uh, said to be involved in the long-standing cover-up. But anyway, here was some information off uh, from Reddit. Uh, somebody put up a discussion piece. It says, here's the connection between the Department of Energy and the Intercept's hit piece against Grush. The journalist who wrote the piece against Grush in the Intercept is the son of a chemist and researcher who works for the Argonne National Laboratory, which is part of the United States Department of Energy. His father's interests include developing theoretical methods for predicting the kinetics and dynamics of gas phase reactions and applying them to inter interesting problems in combustion, interstellar, and atmospheric chemistry. Uh, and it goes on to say, it says, this is surely a conflict of interest since the Department of Energy is one of the organizations most frequently claimed to be involved in the cover-ups. And Chris Mellon mentioned that the Department of Energy has black programs running without no oversight. Uh, Ken has also tweeted about his dad before, which confirms the connection. Is it possible that uh, uh, that it was uh, Klippenstein's father who, work, who did work for the Department of Energy? Is this the person, one of the people, maybe? Uh, that had contacted him in the article he just talked about a colleague that was concerned but now af after the article was published now he was uh, in different interviews he's been stating that it was uh, members of the intelligence community and the department of defense who were bending his ear and telling him to go look for this information <clears throat> now let's go look at some other information with relation to this uh hold on we're gonna go to uh here was a, a MySpace. Uh, actually, this was something that was sponsored by um, John Greenwald of the Black Vault. Um, he actually had a little little show the other day on on Twitter uh, where he had, where he interviewed uh, Klippenstein, let Klippenstein talk about what how this all went down. So let's listen to this and see what you think. Yeah, you know, I just said during the hearing, I had, I had a tweet that said. Um, if you have good or bad stuff about him, like whatever, it, I, I didn't want to bias it. Like, and that's why I put out requests for tips. Cause if you only rely on people that, you know, that there's probably a selection bias of like whoever the types of people that you're going to be friends with. So I just put out a call for tips and I actually got a lot of people that reached out with kind of tidbits, little piece of information 
you know, thought, and, and it was mostly negative, to be honest with you. And, and to be totally, to be totally straight, if there was positive stuff, I would put that in there too. There just wasn't really. And so I think because of the way the story turned out, everyone's like, oh, he's really looking for a hit piece. Again, being completely straight with you, I don't believe the UFO stuff. I, I, I don't have any insight into whether he believes it or not. Like, I, I assume he believes what he's saying. Uh, I'm not someone that thinks everyone is, you know, grifter. And there's this word grifter has become so yeah, I used. I don't use that. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Like people tend to, so, so I don't make any comment about his. Was that, uh, but yeah, was I, that tweet then the root of what, what sparked you to go to that specific sheriff station? No, um, I knew people in the area. And so it was like, I was getting bits and pieces from different people about stuff that they were saying. And so they were kind of like, look into his, they gave me, you know how people, the Intel people they're vague. They'll give you. T- they'll be like. Be like, look into his background, and they were kind of hinting that it's like, you know, um, trying to think about how to say this in a way that's like uh, rigorous. Um, multiple people told me to um, just look at any um, run-ins with law enforcement that they had that he had in the past. And it was vague. I think there's this impression that it's like, oh my God, someone planted this and they gave them the direct, it doesn't, it doesn't, if it works, I mean, I understand why people think that because a lot of media is planted stories. I don't blame people for thinking that. A lot of, when you open the New York Times, most of those stories the White House put in there or a committee chair in Congress gave to them on a platter. Um, But that's not, if you look through my past, I'm not particularly well connected with like super high ups. Even in the Intel community, most of the people I know they're like rank and file types. They're kind of like Rush. They're like GS 15s, you know, GS GS 12s, that kind of thing. Okay, so there you have it. Uh, so basically, he's saying uh, that he, he he's basically saying that it wasn't the planted story like stuff in the New York Times uh, where are, there are planted stories all, all the time, right? This was a planted story. He just admitted to it, and he's saying, "Oh, it's just I, I don't really do that," but he did do it. Uh, and then there was another uh, interview that he had, and this was on Breaking Points, an online uh, show. And I'm just going to play this little segment here. He talked. He was questioned about it more uh, on and, on Breaking Points. Grush accused you of getting these things leaked by the intelligence community. You revealed it came from the Freedom of Information Act. You did a Twitter space last night. You indicated you were tipped off by this. So were you tipped off by members of the intelligence community? It was both the Defense Department. I mean, again, it's a mosaic. You okay. talk to as many people as you can because you don't want to be dependent on any one individual who might have a grudge or whatever uh-huh. it is. But yes, I did talk to both DOD people and intelligence So people. in terms of the substance of the tip here, the accusation, I mean, aren't they fundamentally correct that, like, you are publishing dirt that was tipped to you by intelligence community. Yeah, uh, the, the answer to that, I'm sure the um, the answer that he gave was not that, but it is dirt. This is what this is. It's dirt. He was deliberately picked because the guy's an idiot, doesn't study UFOs, uh, doesn't care about them, never looked at, look, never never read a book about it. Obviously, doesn't know what he's talking about when it comes to the subject. Basically, he was chosen by people within the Department of Defense and the intelligence community to seek out. A free, to, to file a Freedom of Information Act request in Loudoun County, Virginia, where, where these incidents happened with Grush. He, of course, there was an incident in 2014, an incident in 2018. And so this is where Klippenstein was directed by people. And another interesting thing 
in, in here is that uh, Christopher Sharp, who's the reporter for Liberation Times, he posted some stuff on Twitter uh, uh, yesterday. Uh, he says, I spoke to Loudoun County Sheriff's Office, confirmed that the Freedom of Information Act request was received on 30 July. The Freedom of Information Act requested records pertaining to two addresses in Loudoun and about a named person. Info on the two addresses was, was provided on 4 August, but no information provided on named person. Uh, and then it goes on. He, so, he says, go on. He says, also, they confirmed that consistent with both Freedom of Information Act uh, policy, personally identifiable information was redacted from the materials provided to the requester. So the only way that Klippenstein knew who the person was on these documents was by people within the intelligence community and the Department of Defense who sicked him on uh, to, to go after these records and publish something about it. It was a, this is retaliation. That's what this is. Uh, I actually responded to this. I wrote, uh, so that means that it became identifiable because Klippenstein was told by somebody else who it was. And that somebody else was the intelligence community who used him as a useful idiot. That's what happened here. So um, I, I don't know what else to say about this other than, than uh, you know, in a way, Ross Coltart was right, right from the get-go get on this when he said that it was a hit piece. I mean, it really was providing information that, uh, from somebody within the intelligence community that should not have been provided because this information should have been the name his name wasn't in the there was no identifiable information according to Christopher Sharp in the Freedom of Information Act documents that Klippenstein received the only way he knew what was in there was because of the people who told him that what, what the stuff was in there so I wonder you know if this ever was were to go to court you have to ask yourself uh, could is it possible is, if there's a lawsuit filed, for instance, so maybe there is maybe there is some sort of a HIPAA violation here. I mean, because how did there's no way that Klippenstein should have known that that was uh, that 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 was Grush in those documents unless somebody had told him about it, which they probably shouldn't have. I don't really know. I'm not sure if there's any any kind of lawsuit that can be filed. I'm sure that's something a lawyer can answer, but it does beg the question, right? Uh, and I, I looked up this: Can a journalist be forced to reveal confidential sources? Like you would have to, you have to ask yourself: uh, Okay, be, because he received this data from people within the uh, intelligence community and in the Department of Defense, he, he was actually told by more than one person. You heard him, you heard him with his own mouth there. To, to yeah, this is you need to go check this out, right? You need to go look at this, right? Uh, and then he he was able to he he looked it up. He found the information. He wrote the hit piece. Um, I I don't believe. And by the way, I don't. He said he he said he, he would have had more balance, right? Basically, he points this out. He says he would the, the the article would have been more balanced if, if Grush would have talked to him or if he could have talked to somebody else, right? He could have there could there could have been more the balance could have been achieved by this. There was already some information out there. There were people who provided comments about uh, David Grush, positive comments, and they could have been inserted into this article. But it's because this guy's lazy and he knew what he was doing. He was writing a hit piece all the way, right, all the way. Uh, so because of that, he didn't care. He he's lying. I don't believe him one bit. But you know, it would be interesting if this goes to court, maybe perhaps, or uh, I guess maybe a House Select Committee could could subpoena someone like Klippenstein to find out who told you this information about David Grush. You know, the, the obviously it had to be somebody told you because if if the information is not comp was not contained in the documents you received from Loudoun County, Virginia, then that means there was there is possibly HIPAA violations here. Uh, and anyway, you look up. I, I got this from LegalZoom.com. Uh, I'll leave the links for all these things so you can check it out. Can a journalist be forced to reveal confidential sources? 
Uh, the answer appears to be no, as long as that journalist is willing to go to jail. Uh, so then it goes on, it talks about uh, different cases, and uh, you know, I'm not going to read this whole thing, I'm not going to get into that, but uh, it could be, uh, you know, if this ever goes to court, or I'm not sure how it would work in a House Select Committee, if if, if someone like Klippenstein is under subpoena, and he is subpoenaed and has, and, and has asked questions and he doesn't provide the answers, I'm not sure how that would work there, but I know in a court of law, for sure, uh, if he doesn't answer those questions, if he doesn't provide the name of his sources who provided him the dirt, uh, and the places to look on for dirt for for David Grush. It's possible that if he doesn't pro- want to provide those things, he could go to jail. Now I don't see this guy. I think if he was put under any kind of pressure, this guy doesn't seem like the kind of guy who would who would, who would last one day in a prison. I mean, you you, you just, just I just don't see it. I mean, <laughs> this guy seems like a coward to me. I mean, he's just you know st- a backstabber, someone who just goes out there and writes dirt about people and then moves on with his life. Uh, so I, I don't see that happening. So he probably would blab if it ever came to that, which I hope it does. I hope he does get subpoenaed by somebody, whether a House Select Committee or maybe somebody will file a lawsuit and go to court to try to find out who is out, who's providing him uh, uh, information about somebody, uh, information, by the way, that probably shouldn't have been provided by, to, to him. Uh, so that's that's what I hope happens in the future. I hope that something does come out of this in the future. But of course, a lot of the debunkers out there in the world are having a heyday, field day on this one. You know, I'll tell you who has really been upsetting to me is, is John Greenwald. I mean, the, the guy who runs the Black Vault. You know, I always had a lot of respect for him for all the Freedom of Information Act requests. But recently... Yeah, he seems like he's been aligned more so on the side of the debunkers. That's what it's for months and months and months now. You know, I, I don't get it, right? I, I, I always try to stick up for him, but, you know, Stephen Greenstreet writes, News Nation, like, see, another thing that Klippenstein did, he's been trolling people in, in the UFO community, trying to make pe- trying to make everyone in the UFO community look like nuts and idiots and stuff like that, which is totally uncalled for. I can't believe someone like The Intercept is even, you know, there's actually been a, there, there's a, People are are requesting. Uh, they have a petition going around trying to get people to get get him fired from the Intercept. Uh, so, and actually, what what Klippenstein did, he actually ran a tweet saying that uh, that the Intercept has let him go. And then he had a, an ellipse, a dot, dot, dot. And then in another tweet, he, he made a he basically he tricked people. He tricked a lot. He tricked some people, and News Nation fell for it. Uh, and then Stephen Greenstreet couldn't licked his lips and couldn't help but you know make a joke out of this. News Nation announces that Ken Klippenstein has been fired from the Intercept for his critical UFO article. Except he wasn't fired; it was just a joke on Twitter, an easy, easily verifiable joke, hilariously embarrassing for News Nation, America's UFO channel. Well, you know, things happen all the time. At some at some point, Stephen Greenstreet's really going to stub his toe, and and and, and it's, it's, people are never going to, uh, you know, they'll never never let him forget about it once it happens. But this guy is an idiot. He's as vile as they come, as as, as far as UFO debunkers are concerned. And I see John Greenwald had a, oh my God, like it's such a big deal that News Nation made a mistake. Mistakes happen all the time in news, news, news outlets. I'm sure that they will correct that mistake. But yeah, this is a troll. Ken Klippenstein just trolling people on Twitter, trolling the UFO community, trying to make people look like fools. Uh, seems like John Greenwald, of course, somebody who I thought was serious. Mick West, of course, is going is along for the ride too. He's so he he's some uh, associated with people like Stephen Greenstreet, who again is probably one of the most vile reporters. I've ever seen in my life. I can't believe that uh, a, 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 a big newspaper like the New York Post keeps him on because the guy writes garbage. It's the same story over and over and over again. I don't know. He keeps telling telling everybody on Twitter about uh, 
Skinwalker Ranch story that he wrote months and months ago. I mean, how many times do we have to hear about this already? He's like a broken record, right? Uh, these people, Green Street, John Greenwald, and Mick West, I mean, these people, are, they've become the three stooges of, of, for the Pentagon, the, the three Pentagon stooges. That's who they are now, as far as I'm concerned. These people are completely, complete, absolute goofballs. Greenwald, over 20 years now, he's been filing Freedom of Information Act requests on on a lot of a lot of it for UFO related materials and what have what have we gotten what where is he gotten us nowhere nowhere the guy seems like he his 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 skin is as thin as 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 onion skin I mean you you, you say one thing about him he he blocks you on Twitter he's a, the guy's a clown he's a clown he's he's again he's aligned with people like Stephen Greenstreet who's a vile scumbag vile and of course then there's also Mick West who's completely disingenuous. And uh, again, these people, I, I consider them the three Pentagon stooges. They're so far up Susan Goh's butt that uh, they could see the back of her tonsils. That's what I see. But anyway, um, moving on. Uh, now, somebody has been, somebody contacted me the other day, uh, a follower, and said that, uh, uh, you know, that the story with regard to the Peru aliens, that it turned out to be nothing but... Uh, uh, people, miners uh, who are trying to scare villagers, gold miners who are trying to scare villagers using jetpacks on their back to fly around and and uh, things like that. And I, I tried to find some information on this. And actually, just to point out that in the original story that I, when I talked about this recently, in the original article, it was mentioned that that's, that was one of the suggestions, that was one of the theories that was thrown out there. I thought that sounded more ridiculous than the idea of extraterrestrials terrorizing uh, these uh, villagers. But anyway, there was a, a, only a couple of articles out there about this. One of them was on Coast to Coast AM, surprisingly. And it says here, Peruvian authorities have identified the alleged aliens that have been terrorizing village for the past month and revealed that the extraterrestrials were actually a group of miners with a scheme straight out of the classic cartoon Scooby-Doo. The wild case, which made headlines earlier this week, began last month when the Akitu indigenous people living in the district of Alto Nane reported nightly visits from fantastic beings believed to be aliens or supernatural entities that seemingly possessed the power to levitate. Following an attack on a teenage girl by one of the eerie interlopers, Peruvian authorities descended on the scene to investigate and managed to quickly unmask the nefarious ETs. In detailing the findings of their investigation, an official reportedly indicated that the visitors were actually a group of individuals who were illegally mining for gold in the nearby jungle. Amazingly, lest one think that the accounts of levitating aliens were a case of mass hysteria or simply made up out of whole cloth, he explained that the gang actually actually used jetpacks to make it appear as if the beings were not bound by the laws of gravity. The purpose of the elaborate production was to convince the villagers that aliens or supernatural beings had overtaken the jungle so that they fearfully avoided the area while the illegal mining operation was underway. Now, that sounds really good. However, there's I've seen no evidence to this. I've seen no officials from Peru standing at a press conference showing reco uh, uh, recovered jetpacks used by these people. And that's not what has been described. Jetpacks, uh, a lot of them have jet fuel in them. They're very hard to come by. And if you and, and, and these beings were shot at by people with shotguns. If that if somebody had a jetpack on and somebody shot them with a with a shotgun, they're going to blow up. And in, in this case, what, what's being reported is that they disappeared. So until some more information comes up that says 
definitively that 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 it was that this is all related to some illegal mining operation and they're trying to scare people until some information comes up definitively i'm i don't see that at all i don't see there's nothing online anybody could write articles and and words and throw them on a, on a website and, and where's the rest of it though where's where's the pictures where's the where's the person where's the police officer standing at a podium showing you the evidence that was recovered i don't see any of that there's nothing like that online uh there could no could there have could there be miners doing something like this yes there could be but maybe that's just part of this whole thing and, and the other thing is is they the what's been described was was they these beings whatever they were had something on their shoes that was causing uh help causing them to levitate not not jet packs on their back so there, there's not enough information out there to say that that's what this is I know there's some people out there who hate the idea of extraterrestrials, especially violent extraterrestrials like this. I don't like it either, but, uh, you know, this is what we got to go on so far. But, uh, you know, there is something else I want to say is that pretty soon, uh, I was I was talking to uh, Scott Roeder recently. He's the uh, crime scene reconstruction expert who was on my show a month or so ago uh and he we talked about the vegas alien and he basically broke down some video on that and he contacted me the other day uh, to let me know that he plans on coming back on my show in the future to talk about some of the video that's been going around online that shows an apparent gray alien beings uh, tall gray type alien beings roaming around the peruvian jungle now he said he's going to be looking at some of this and he he will uh, uh provide some sort of uh breakdown of on this on these videos to see if there's anything in there that he could say definitively is something that boggles his mind or something that seems uh, uh could be alien or maybe it could be a trick i mean he's he's a crime scene reconstruction expert who is brought in to, into courtrooms on a, on a regular basis to testify on, about crime scenes uh so i mean that guy knows what he's talking about so hopefully uh soon i will have him on the show again and we could talk about that Anyway, um, I want to just go through one more thing here uh, on my, I uh, just want to look at the, uh, some recent comments I have received on Spotify from some different, different people, different uh, polls I've run recently with, with regard to Grush. I just want to go over that really quick. And um, <clears throat> uh, re just recently, um, uh, I guess... I want to go back to the to the episode. Commercial pilots sometimes face retaliation for publicly reporting UAP, says former Navy pilot. I, I, I ask this question. Should a planned House Select Committee on UAP subpoena representatives of the Federal Aviation Administration to learn about its involvement in the UFO cover-up? Uh, I have received 20, 28 votes so far on this one. Uh, 100% or 28 people say yes, yes. Only zero said no, actually. So, uh, yeah, that, that was a good one. But anyway, the two Grush ones I wanted to talk about. Uh, for the episode, Grush becomes target of apparent smear campaign launched by cowardly scumbags. I asked this question. Is the smear campaign against Grush a ploy by the secret UFO control group to scare away other potential whistleblowers from testifying? I've received 60 votes on this one so far. Uh and an overwhelming majority, 95% or 57 people, say yes, while only three people say, or 5% say no. It's that, those three people, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the three Pentagon stooges who I was talking about earlier. Okay. Uh, and then I did another poll uh, for the most recent episode, Intercept publishes Grush hit piece. I did a, 
uh, I asked this question. Does the fact that David Grush suffered from PTSD affect your opinion of the testimony he provided to Congress recently? Um, there was 104 votes and uh, 99 people or 95.2% say no, while five people or 4.8% say yes. Now, I did receive a comment from one of my followers who indicated that uh, he accidentally hit yes. And he, he says that he should have hit no and it was too late. So that's really only four people, right? Uh, and I'm sure, again, I'm sure three out of those four people is probably the uh, three Pentagon stooges. I'm so, I'm, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't surprise me one bit. But yeah, a lot of people are, have been upset about this. And that's what I think. I'll tell you what. The bottom line is this. The reason that they've done this, the reason that the intel community, along with the uh, Department of Defense, reached out to someone like Ken Klippenstein, whose dad worked for the Department of Energy, you know, and of course the Department of Energy has been uh, called out before as, as part being part of the UFO cover-up. And because of, you know, the, there was an association there, apparently we don't really know exactly who told them, uh, but the reason they contacted him, they knew this guy was an idiot. They knew he had no interest in UFOs, obviously. Uh, they knew he would just do the hit piece that they wanted. Basically, it's like a press relations. That's what basically you're seeing here. It turned out to be press relations. He he didn't even try to get any other, uh, try, didn't try to put anything nice in there that anybody might have said about Grush. Instead, it was all ugly and rotten and scummy. And he just, what he did was he tried to, uh, make them look terrible and basically the reason they did this right is tried to scare away any other whistleblowers because the control group does not want people uh, to know about this they want the they want to control this whole narrative with regard to the ufo uh phenomenon they don't want people to know the truth uh i i again i don't understand people like john greenwald aligning himself with disingenuous jerks like mike mick west or vile scumbags like stephen greenstreet i don't understand that but again he's become part of the three pentagon stooges which has been really clear now i mean i, I he could file all the freedom information act requests he, he, he wants he's never going to get anywhere on this it's just not going to happen uh i i don't believe that the uh, those records are kept by the government anymore i believe that they are uh in the in the hands of the military industrial complex uh that's so he, it's it's useless everything he's done for over 20 years is completely useless and he's and he has turned out to be as useless to me now he's useless he's no good i don't like him anymore i don't like what he does i don't like the fact that he hangs out with these jerks who for some reason are fighting very very hard against the truth against the truth coming out it's almost like they're uh, i don't understand someone like greenstreet i guess he he gets a kick out of being a a vile jerk i, I guess he loves that kind of thing some people are like that. Some people are just, you know, evil from within. Their hearts are black. And I think that he's one of those people. It's just a sad story. Uh, apparently, Green Street started off as someone who was uh, wanted to get more information on this. He was open to it. And then o over time, it changed. Something happened. Maybe Lou Elizondo didn't do an interview with him. And he got all huffy and puffy about it. We don't really know what the story is. Or maybe Susan Go and the Pentagon, you know, they had bent his ear a little bit. Who knows what the story is, why he, why he turned out this way. Why his focus seems to be, you know, this this whole thing is you, the UFO phenomenon is not just strictly localized to Skinwalker Ranch. It's it's worldwide. There's all kinds of things going on, um, but he just wants to focus basically for the most part largely on Skinwalker Ranch. Calls all these uh, calls people who are trying to get to the bottom of it grifters, uh, when really he's the one who's grifting. Uh, again, they're the three stooges. What are you gonna do? Uh, 
that's just the way it is unfortunately but yeah this was this whole thing with the the grush story really what it, bottom line is it was just a, a ploy to scare away other whistleblowers uh will it work i don't know well, well i guess we'll find out over time uh hopefully it doesn't i mean it might scare away a couple of them you never know uh i mean if somebody's have, have some inf- some personal information that they don't want to get out to the public well that's something that might happen to them now. They might be worried about that. They, they might have second thoughts about testifying uh, to Congress. Uh, that's why I think it's important that there is a House Select Committee where people are forced to testify, subpoena them. That's what my, my, I think that's what needs to happen. People like uh, people who don't want to testify, that's the kind of people, too, that need to be brought forward. Um, but anyway, yeah, that's where we are with all of this. Um, Hopefully we're you know we're gonna get through this. I think you know one thing, one other thing before I uh, call it a day here. I just want to say I, it was great the way the UFO community has backed up David Crush. I don't think it, it doesn't affect people in the UFO community. This has just uh, strengthened their resolve. If anything, people are people don't like that what just happened here. They think it's scummy and and, and rotten. Uh, but unfortunately, we have peop- other people in the UFO community, people, again, like John Greenwald, who seems to relish these kind of things and goes along with the disingenuous Mick West all the time and the vile Stephen Greenstreet. Uh, anyway, they, they're going to go down in history as just a, couple, a few stooges. That's how it's going to look. And when this comes out as the future, in the, in the future at some point, those people are going to be you know, just viewed as complete, absolute stooges, and they will be forgotten. That's the good part. That's the good part. Anyway, thank you for joining me. Until next time.